Hey everybody, it's Sean from the Commander's Brew. Ooh, you can hear it, can't you? My God, that that's sniffly nose. Uh, so needless to say, I gotta take a test. I gotta figure out if this is a regular kind of head cold thing or if this is serious. And I gotta, you know, quarantine and everything. Ugh, miserable. Honestly, I'll I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm I, this is making me miserable right now. I'm not looking forward to the possibility of having to like quarantine from my family. Ugh, rough. Anyway, I wanted to get this done before I took one of those rapid tests bit of a Schrodinger's illness thing going on. Anyway, good news on your part is you won't have to listen to all of this for the whole episode because I already recorded the deck tech portion. And um, some people were saying that like, oh, hey, that new person you're working with, Darksteel Eric from Darksteel Industries, new sponsor of the show. People have accused me that I'm both of those people. But you will hear Darksteel Eric in a moment and you will hear that... They are not currently stuffed up. Therefore, we cannot possibly be the same person. Facts. So anyway, I do want to thank you for listening, though. Thank you. Very much appreciated. Patreon.com slash Commander's Brew. Like and subscribe on YouTube. TCG Player Links. Wizard Tower. And yes, Darksteel Eric has informed me that there should be an ad from him. Anyway, here's Darksteel Eric. Ooh, that's my cue. Darksteel Eric here, representative of Darksteel Industries. I've got two ads for you. One fake, one real. Here we go. Cooking for yourself is hard. That's where YOLO Fresh comes in. We're going to send you 15 free meal boxes. They are definitely coming to your doorstep and there's nothing you can do to stop them. And inside each kit is all the freshest ingredients, an easy to read instruction card, and one packet of Phyrexian parasitic goop that will certainly assimilate you. YOLO Fresh, part of a complete breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And this one's the real one, from the Wizard's Tower, wizardtower.com. Seriously, if you're in Canada, it is the best deal for Magic Singles. 5% off your singles order if you spend at least 20 using coupon code BREWBALDERS, wizardtower.com. Also a great place to get more Magic articles and other content. Back to the show! Okay, this is Zeatora the Incinerator. I'm calling this deck Zeatora's 40s because the plan is to only fling for 40. Let me tell you what Zeotora does just in case. Zeotora the Incinerator, this is a new Capenna commander, one of those mythic family leaders, the uh, Riveteers family leader, but that's Jund to all of us actual EDH players. Three black, red, green, demon dragon, six, six with flying. At the beginning of your end step, you may sacrifice another creature. When you do, Zeotora deals damage equal to that creature's power to any target and you create three treasure tokens treasure tokens are very nice this is all about doing 40 damage i'm not interested in doing 15 damage with a little fling that's not why we're here i'm here to do a full 40 with every fling that is what i want to do with this deck now when you sit down at the table with this deck your opponents know what's happening like they can see Zeator there and if you start getting a creature as big as a 40 power creature they're gonna see the writing on the wall they, they are, will be aware that one end step fling will eliminate one of them so obviously we definitely want a few card slots devoted to effects like snakeskin veil this is this just a single mana green instant there's a handful of them gives a creature hexproof until end of turn um maybe heroic intervention that sort of thing 
we want our creatures to stay alive. We want Zeator to stay alive. So this deck is probably a ton of fun. I think if you ever succeed with this, this is a definite achievement unlocked, but it's a challenging one. As I said, it's a little bit telegraphed just by getting started. But anyway, let's get into kind of the makeup of the deck here. So we're going to have to cast Zeatora. We're going to have to fling something. But what are we flinging? Let's look at some creatures that get to 40 power eventually. I'm going to start with Scute Mob, the cutest mob, a single green for an insect. You get a 1-1 one, one to start. And at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control five or more lands, you put four plus one plus one counters on Scute Mob. That's going to take a while. That's going to take 10 turns to get 40 counters on there. I don't know if that's realistic. However, something like Primordial Hydra is X green green. It enters with X plus one plus one counters. And on the at the beginning of your upkeep, double the number of plus one plus one counters on this. And it has trample if it has 10 or more. This is a $16 card because it it becomes unstoppable. You're doubling these counters, so this will eventually, I mean, it depends where you start it, but this will get to 40 pretty quickly. Mossbridge Troll is another way to do that. Five green green for a troll, five five. It has built-in regeneration. If it would be destroyed, regenerate it. That's different from sacrificing. So if we sacrifice Mossbridge Troll, that regeneration doesn't work, but it's nice to know that that thing is harder to kill. Anyway, tap any number of untapped creatures you control other than Mossbridge Troll with total power 10 or greater. Mossbridge Troll gets plus 20 plus 20 until end of turn. So, I mean, we already have to have 20 power on the board in other creatures, but Zeotora's six can count towards that. We could give Mossbridge Troll plus 40 plus 40, and that's our fling target to kill somebody. And in any case, like even a little mana dorks lying around, we could put a Hydra's Growth on something that's two and a green for the enchantment or it enchants a creature. And when it enters the battlefield, you put a plus one plus one counter on the creature and then every upkeep you double it. It becomes the primordial Hydra effect. There's a very high probability that no matter what way we go with this deck, we're going to want to put plus one plus one counters on things. It, I don't think that there's like creature that's native 40 power. I actually didn't search because I'm confident there isn't one. And if we end up using plus one plus one counters, we're going to want something like a corpse jack menace, which is sort of like the poor person's doubling season. It's a two black green four four fungus. And if one or more plus one plus one counters will be put on a creature you control, put twice that many instead. There we go. That's automatically a double. And that works very nicely with something like Forgotten Ancient, uh, which is three and a green for an elemental. It's a zero three to start. But whenever anyone casts a spell, you put a plus one plus one counter on this thing. And, if, and during your upkeep, you can move all of those counters from Forgotten Ancient onto something else. And just as a refresher, if you do have Corpse Jack Menace, we're going to be doubling the counters every time Forgotten Ancient gets one, which means it gets two every time someone casts a spell. And when we move them, they will double again when they get moved. That's pretty cool. So again, budget notwithstanding, if this is the plan, then we've got to put an Ozolith on the deck because as we sacrifice these 40 powered creatures, all those counters will go onto the Ozolith, then onto another creature, then we're going to just fling that creature and eliminate another player. It's a strong card. 
But again, if budget's your thing and you can't really get away with an Ozolith, a Death's Presence is not a bad substitution. Five and a green for an enchantment, and whenever a creature you control dies, put X plus one plus one counters on target creature you control, where X is that creature's power. It doesn't actually, I mean, this is kind of better than the Ozolith in a sense, because something like Mossbridge Troll could die without any counters on it, but Death's Presence puts 40 45 in Moss Bridges Trolls case. Jeez, that's a big card. Plus 45 plus levels and counters on target creature you control. That's a lot. And then truly like the Ozolith is Rayhan, last of the Obzon, one black green legendary human warrior. It enters with three plus one plus one counters. And whenever a creature you control dies or goes back to the command zone, if it had plus one plus one counters, you put them on another target creature. And again, still, if Corpse Jack Menace is out, those will get doubled as they move around. Very cool. That's fine. We could do that. We could put a bunch of these creatures, put in a ton of ramp, a bunch of mana dorks, a bunch of ways to protect Ziatora. And I think that's a legitimate plan. Getting to 40 is tough, though. So if we could somehow double the damage, then we only need to get a creature to 20. That's only a single Mossbridge troll flip or something like that. Uh, Scoop Mob gets there way faster. If we have a couple doublers, we really only need something with 10 power because it doubles and it doubles again. Anyway, so what are some doublers I'm interested in? Obviously, Furnace of Wrath is a classic. It's a four mana red enchantment. One red, red, red. If a source you control would deal damage to a creature or player, it deals double. That's great. We're going to fling a 20 and it's going to do 40. Dictate of the Twin Gods, same deal, but it's a five mana flash enchantment. So we can get it down as a surprise on someone's end step and then cast our commander or do some sort of shenanigans that way. Gratuitous violence, similar. It's a five mana enchantment. If a creature you control would deal damage to a permanent or player, it deals double instead. It's kind of a one sided thing, but you don't have flash with it. Cool. Easy. You want an instant version? Or it's actually a sorcery. It's insult. Starts with I-N-S, so it makes me think insult is an instant, but it is a sorcery. Should call it Sorcelt. Anyway, two in a red. Damage can't be prevented this turn. If a source you control would deal damage, it deals double. Awesome. We're getting treasures every time we fling something, so I can imagine a world like we're allowed to break the rule and be like, I'm going to fling this mana dork just to get the treasures. I I'm not doing it to to kill a player. Maybe you have to hit another creature that way. No hitting players with anything less than 40. In any case, uh, insults of three mana sorcery. We're getting treasures in batches of three with Ziatora, so I think this is doable. It's got Aftermath, if you care about that. Great. Two of those enchantments means a double-double. That means a, in Canada, that means a coffee with two creams and two sugars, but elsewhere in Commander World, that just means doubling to something twice. There's other ways to double things, though, not just red enchantments. Xenagos, God of Revels, a classic. Uh, down to 15 bucks, I think Xenagos was more expensive for a while, but this is just like the, the cream of the crop when it comes to doubling your power and toughness. It's a five-minute enchantment. It's got the God text where it's indestructible, but if your devotion is less than seven, it's not a creature, so then it becomes a creature if you have a lot of red and green pips. But at the beginning of combat on your turn, another creature gets plus X plus X, where X is that creature's power. It doubles the creature's power. This is almost the same as Mr. Orfeo, the boulder. Mr. Orfeo only doubles the power, uh, but both are true. At the beginning of combat, we will get both of those. Now, 
this creature has to survive combat. We've doubled its power, and the creature has to survive combat because the Zeotora trigger happens at the end of turn. So, I mean, of course, we're going to run fling in the deck. I think that's allowed. That's legal uh, according to our rules, as long as we're doing a 40-point fling. I don't think a lot of board states can come up against a creature that has like that's like a 40-40 or a 40-20, something like that. That's going to be hard to deal with in defense anyway unless you have a death toucher that's going to be brutal for us so i don't know if there's room for a lot of like evasion but just just be aware that that's a possibility and then something like unnatural growth it's an enchantment that just works every turn one green 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 heavy green at the beginning of each combat double the power and toughness of each creature you control until end of turn there you go I've named a lot more ways to double damage or power, so we really don't need the biggest creatures in the world to have Zeotora do a full fling. I think that's promising. Exponential growth is an interesting way to do it with mana, so it's a sorcery, XX green green, until end of turn, double target creature's power X times. So if you pay four mana, that's a single double, but if you pay six mana, that's two doubles. That's pretty good. So again, think we've I'm talking about a lot of mana here, but we do have treasures. We are making treasures as we do Zeotora. Not the first one. I mean, the first one gets us the first treasures, but everyone after that first one actually gets easier. You can kind of think of it too, like if we do one and then our opponents deal with Zeotora, we can cast Zeotora again and use some of those treasures as an investment on a future commander tax. We also have one extra, so that's good too. Unleash Fury is a simple instant one in a red, double the power of target creature until end of turn. This is a great one to use that we don't have to get into combat with it. And back to combat though, Naeth of the Dire Naeth of the Dire Hunt, two green green, legendary human warrior. Whenever one or more creatures you control fights or becomes blocked, you draw a card. That's nice. But at the beginning of combat on your turn, you may pay three, two in a red or green. And if you do, double a creature's power, and that creature must be blocked this combat if able. I don't care about it being blocked, I just want it to have huge power for the fling. Very nice. Do you want to hear more about doubling? Do you want to talk about doubling things even more? Because there's other ways still to double things. This is this is why it's so cool to like brew around with the people in the Discord. I have so much fun with this because... This is something I wasn't thinking about, but I believe this was brought to my attention by Groove Chicken. Thanks in advance. I'll thank you at the end as well. Dread Horde Butcher is a red black zombie warrior. It's a 1-1 with haste. 1-1 with haste, that's too small, Sean. But whenever Dread Horde Butcher deals combat damage to a player or planeswalker, you put a plus one plus one counter on it. That's just two counters. That's still too small. I'm talking about all these other ways to double it. Hydra's growth. We have to work a little bit harder to get it to double. But here's the key. When this dies, it deals damage equal to its power to any target. So if we can get this up to 40 or 20 with a Furnace of Wrath or something like that, then the Zeotora's fling will do the 40. And Dreadhorde Butcher dying will do 40 somewhere else. Maybe it's 40 power, maybe it's 20 power doubled, maybe it's 10 power doubled twice. You get my point. Similarly, Fireblade Charger, it's a 1-1 for a single red. And when it dies, it deals damage equal to its power to any target. And I think on the much more expensive side, Stalking Vengeance, 5 red red, Avatar 5-5 with haste. A 5-5 can be doubled once, twice, and three times to get to 40. Anyway, 
Whenever another creature you control dies, it deals damage equal to its power to target creature or planeswalker. Woof. That's we plan on having the biggest creatures. So, yes, certainly this will do a ton of work. What are some other ways we can get creatures up to 40 power? I think Colossification is a fantastic enchantment. It's five green green. When it enters the battlefield, you tap an enchanted creature. Enchanted creature gets plus 20, plus 20. This is fantastic on a Dreadhorde Butcher or Fireblade Charger or something like that. Colossus Hammer, it's a single mana for a hammer where a creature gets plus 10, plus 10 and loses flying, but it costs eight to equip. I think if we do want to go this route, we would need to include more equipment-y stuff. I'm not excited to pay eight mana to move this onto something to only get 10 power. Only 10 power? Excuse me. And I do want to take a second and talk about Black Blade Reforged. It's a two mana artifact. It's an equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one plus one for each land you control. So potentially, we've got green in the deck. We're going to be ramping by getting lands out. So... This is potentially like this is almost a plus 10 plus 10. It's not that hard to get to that point. And that big that's the same as Colossus Hammer, but you don't have the drawback of losing flying. And it only costs three to equip a legendary creature, but it costs seven to equip a non-legendary creature. So I guess if you add the seven and two, it's the same as the hammer for that cast plus equip to a non-legendary. But Here's why I want to bring up Dark Blackblade Reforged specifically. I am finding I'm putting a lot more legendaries in decks these days. And I think that makes sense. I mean, we we all know they're printing a ton of legendaries just because they're pumping out possible commander products all the time. But many sets are built to kind of exist in a limited environment or, or even constructed. And to do this, one of the ways, I mean, this is not, a secret, this is not news, but one of the ways they kind of can tweak power levels and stuff is to make a creature legendary. And now it has the singleton rule. You can't have more than one legendary on the battlefield at once. So it kind of it's worse. You can make creatures better because you sort of can't get more than one on the battlefield at once. I know there's exceptions to this with like, you know, Helm of the Host and weird kind of things that take away legendaries. But that's not what I mean. I'm just here to say that because the power band of design is getting thinner and thinner and thinner. I mean, you're making a set for wizards. You're working on limited. You have a three mana creature who does a bunch of stuff. It's like, does this three mana creature do too much? Can we can we add a mana? It's like, well, if it's four mana, then it's too expensive. Can we add a color? No, that's not what this set's about. Can we make it legendary? Yeah, that's a way to make it a little bit more restrictive without adding a mana cost. There's it, it's it's getting harder to design cards, I can only assume. So going with legendaries is an easy move. That's a long way to explain that I think Blackblade Reforged is a better card than it ever was, and it's only getting better as time goes on. Since we play Singleton, that's not a disadvantage for us. That just makes that three drop better than another three drop that doesn't do something cool. So Blackblade Reforged, it's a great way to get a power a nice boost to power before we start doubling things. Now, this is an artifact. This is a piece of equipment. I mentioned Colossus Hammer. We're going to be moving equipment around. If you want, I think Nettle Cyst is a way to get a lot of power and toughness for very little equips. But 
It's a, so it's a three mana living weapon. You make a germ, you equip it. Equipped creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact and and or enchantment you control, and equips for two. So if we load up the deck with little mana rocks, little artifact creatures that tap for mana, little artifact creatures that uh, help us draw cards, if we I mean, the treasures are artifacts, too. If we really go artifact heavy, this nettle cyst could potentially get us up to 10, 15 or 20, something like that, before we even start doubling things. So consider an artifact brew for this. I am not going to brew the artifact version, but, you know, think about it. And while we're on that subject, cranial plating has to be included, too, if you're going that route. It's a two mana piece of equipment. That gives a creature plus one plus oh for each artifact. It equips for one or it equips for black black at instant speed. It's not technically an equip. It's an ability that attaches it to another creature you control, which is what equipping is. But equipping has to be sorcery speed. This ability does not. So again, huge. Got to shout out Darksteel Juggernaut as well. It's a five mana indestructible and it has star star equal to the number of artifacts you control. And it must attack each combat of Fable. Not a big deal. It's indestructible. And I'm just going to fling it anyway. Very cool. Oh, I want to sneak in an extra way to double things. Is it doubling? Sort of. Think about Wound Reflection. Five and a black. Enchantment. At the beginning of each end step, each opponent loses life equal to the life they lost this turn. I mean, the fling for 20 doesn't kill them immediately. It, they have to get to their end step. Oh, at the beginning of each end step. Oh, but that conflicts with Zeatora. That might not work. Yeah, I don't think that works because they won't have lost the life by the time the beginning of the end step starts. So maybe that's not in here. Yeah, I just want to take a second and just highlight a couple of real meatheads, a bunch of creatures that have uh, that just come with a bunch of power to start with so that we don't have to work so hard to double their power to get to, to 40. And let's start with the Colossus of Akros. It's an eight mana artifact creature golem. It's a 10, 10. It's got Defender, it's indestructible, but we can Monstrosity for 10 and put 10 plus and plus encounters on it. So this one can also get itself to 20 power with a 18 mana investment. Um, if you do get it monstrous, it has Trample and is allowed to attack as if it didn't have Defender. So it's a formidable card if you've got nothing to do with 18 mana. I cannot imagine that happening too often, but here's what I liked about it, though. I was searching for 10 power creatures and... The word Colossus or Colossal has already come up a couple times. Colossus Hammer, Colossification. So I'm like, maybe should I? J I just want to search for the word Colossus and see what comes up. But I realize it's not just Colossus because I also want Colossal. So I just searched for Coloss and I got uh, Chameleon Colossus. That's that two green green shapeshifter. It's a four four to start. It's got protection from black. I totally forgot that was on this, but you pay four mana and it gets plus X plus X until end of turn where X is its power. You double its power so it can double itself. You got to pay for it. But uh, that's an interesting Colossus I hadn't thought of. And Metalwork Colossus. I talked about going the artifact route earlier with the Nettle Cyst and the Cranial Plating. Metalwork Colossus is a 10-10 that costs 11, but it actually costs X less where X is the total converted mana cost mana value of non-creature artifacts you control you can also sacrifice two artifacts to return it from your graveyard to your hand sacrifice two treasures don't mind if i do and if we have enough mana rocks that's usually where the non-creature artifacts come from this thing it's it's pretty cheap so thank you the word colossus 
And since I searched for Coloss, I also found out that there is no equipment called Coloss to me bag, which is good to know. I'll wait for a secret layer drop, though. I'm sure one's coming. Other creatures that just kind of really punch above their weight class, if you will, is Ashaya, Soul of the Wild. That's the three green green legendary elemental. It's got power and toughness equal to the number of lands you control, but non-token creatures are also forests. So it's not just power and toughness equal to the lands, it's lands plus non-token creatures, because they count as forests, which are lands, which add to the power and toughness. Five mana, I think we can get a 10-10 for five mana easily, probably a bit bigger. I mean, if we're talking five mana creatures that are way bigger than they ought to be, Lord of Extinction. It's a five mana, three black, green, elemental, star, star, power, toughness, equal to the number of cards in all graveyards. That's a lot of cards, potentially. Could be very tiny, but it also could be 40 on its own, especially if there's a graveyard deck going on. Yeah, this is a, this card's great. And there's a couple of really cheaty ways of getting a 10 power creature. Ghoul Tree is a seven and a green zombie tree folk that's a 10-10, but it costs one less for each creature card in your graveyard. That could get real cheap. And Primeval Protector is another 10-10, costs 11, 10 and a green, but it costs one less for each creature your opponents control. Now I realize that there are some decks, some tables where there are not a lot of creature decks out there. So this thing might not get a discount in special circumstances, but I think on average, you're going to pay way less than 11 for this. You might even pay five. You might even pay one for this. So there's a couple of cool 1010s that just come out for pretty cheap, potentially. And these are the ones we're going to double a couple of times. Now, I must, for the, for the purposes of the discussion, I must bring up the fact that, you know, you might be asking like, well, I've got this, these 40 40s running around. Why am I not just attacking and killing people with it? Why not just put, like a rogue's passage or some sort of unblockable thing going. Why are we jumping through these hoops? Because that's the fun. It's fun to jump through hoops and be creative. So in case you're too tempted to attack with your giant creatures, uh, I'd like to put in something like Meekstone. It's a single mana artifact. Creatures with power three or greater don't untap during the untap step. There you go. You won't be able to attack more than once, so why bother? Silent Arbiter. That's a four mana construct, one five. No more than one creature can attack or block each combat. So like a single creature gets into combat every combat step. Again, we might attack with our one 40-40. We don't need to attack with many, but still, I like this. Ensnaring Bridge. It's almost a $20 card. It's very popular in some modern decks, but it's a three mana artifact. Creatures with power greater than the number of cards in your hand can't attack. This isn't going to stop a ton of creatures. We will always have a few cards in our hand, I suppose. But I mean, we will be able to like a lot of people. We won't be able to attack. Our 4040s will not be able to attack. And maybe some of the players won't be able to attack us too. keep us alive a little bit longer. Let us get a little bit more mana going. I think it's worth considering, especially in the artifact brew, if you're really going heavy that way. Ooh, coming to the close, I just want to put a couple of like sneaky, neat moves in here. Uh, Tainted Strike, single black mana for an instant. Target creature gets plus one, plus oh, and an infect until end of turn. If we give Zeotora infect, we only have to fling a nine powered creature to eliminate a player. Because, well, no, I guess it's a 10 power because the Tainted Strike gives the plus one, plus oh to Zeotora, but that doesn't matter. The thing that we fling 
has 10 power. Zeotora does the damage, and now that's infect damage. So that eliminates a player. I think that's allowed. I think as an emergency escape button, I think Chandra's Ignition is something that's worth putting in here. Three red red sorcery. Target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to each other creature and each opponent. That's a full table kill if you can get a 40 power creature out there. So, I mean, we've got some of those snakeskin veils, those hexproof instants, which is the way you need to protect a creature with something like this. I would almost consider just casting like here's the like how do you sequence this you put the chandra's ignition on the stack targeting a 40 power creature someone's going to try to kill it and if they do nothing happens so then i cast like a hexproof instant in response and now someone else does a spell i don't know what if you were to just out of nowhere first move of the turn i'm just going to give this 40 40 hexproof your opponents have to respond right like they have to be like well you're planning something, so I'm going to try to kill it in response to your hexproof trick. But then you don't have to spend the Chandra's Ignition if it doesn't survive. And if it does survive, oof, they they simply can't. They simply, I mean, they won't be able to do anything at that point. And finally, let's say there's a life total thing going on. There's a life gain deck. They're gaining too much life. It's really annoying. I think there's room in this deck for Torgar Famine Incarnate. Six black black, seven six avatar. As an additional cost, you may sacrifice creatures and make it cost less. But the key here is when this enters, up to one target player's life total becomes half their starting life total rounded down. That's a free 20 off the top. You do another 20, like a single double or just like a regular Mossbridge troll. That's it. That's the game for that player. This has been really fun. I like a deck like this. Uh, Zeotora didn't catch my eye the first time around, but the restriction to try to only do 40 point flings or rather full kill flings. We cheated a little bit in a couple of cases. I think that's a fun restriction. I think this deck is a I think this deck. It's, it's as I said, it's totally predictable in what it is doing. Your opponents can hold up removal or counters. They'll see it a mile away. And for that reason, I don't think this is a very high powered deck. I think you're going to be able to play it at like some very mid to low power tables. But what a blast this is like like this kind of thing is fun to do. I think this is an excellent deck for a player who's a little bit newer to the format, who, you know, maybe they're not running at tables with like huge power combos. But this is just a it's it's kind of obvious what it is. It's flashy. It's super fun. Maybe leave out the meek stone angles. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun. I would like to run this deck uh, in real life. I know I say that every time. Uh, another thing I mean to say every time is a thank you to the people in the discord who helped brew this deck. I think there's a lot of clever, a lot of clever minds in that discord. I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to brew with you. Uh, specifically this episode, Chiefy, Pips Don't Lie, Papa Dio, Mattisman, Groove Chicken, and Jamon. Thank you. Couldn't do this without you. It's been a fun deck. Uh, I loved brewing it, and I I am I would like to put it together and fling some 40 points around. That is a dream of mine. Um, but in the meantime, you keep being you. The world is a better place for it. See you next time.